What's up, everyone? And we're back with episode three here on AV Basics Podcast. Today's topic is all about setups, calibration, and room acoustics. Right after the intro. Alright, we're back. MLP. What is an MLP? Major listening position. What is a major listening position? Basically, it's where you sit down in the middle of your setup or your room or whatever. That is where all the sound and everything gets directed towards. So we just, you know, call that the MLP. Alright, so basically my LP is set up in my basement on a couch, basically right in the middle of the room. It's that's the best place to put it because you want all the sound to be directed towards that uh, listening position. All right, so we spoke about TVs, we spoke about uh, audio video receivers, uh, we spoke about some speakers. So now you went out, you bought yourself a TV, you bought yourself an EVR, you bought yourself speakers. So now we're going to talk about where to set everything up. All right, so where to place speakers. So the given speakers are uh, about three feet into the air, I would say, because I guess that's ear level, right? So you're sitting down on the couch, if you measure it about from the bottom of the floor to where you're sitting down and uh, your listening position is about three feet off the floor. So you want to put your speakers all about at ear height. All right. If you really want more explanations, if you go on the Dolby website, they will give you pretty much a good example. All right. So you have two speakers, five speakers, seven speakers. you got all that stuff and uh, you're starting to play stuff into your room. You put your center channel in the middle. You put your left and right according to the back wall. Not too close to the back wall. You always want to leave a bit of air behind each speaker, right? Because there is a port behind the speaker. That's where the air from the woofer gets uh, thrown out. So you don't want to place it too close to the back wall or any wall because of the the whole uh, airflow thing. All right, so you put your side surrounds about three feet off the floor. It's it's about an approximate. I'm not saying you have to put it exactly at three feet, but it's, you know, given the, the specifications from Dolby itself and the... Uh, where you're seated, it's an approximate height. It could be three and a half feet. Uh, don't put them too high because the sound is going to travel right over your head. You want all the sound equally traveling at your ears at the same time. All right. Uh, a big thing, the center channel. Where would you put the center channel? Uh, if you think about a movie theater, right? There's a big screen in front of you and the sound is always thrown at you from the front. All right. And if you don't realize it, that you don't see any speakers in a movie theater, it's because they're all behind the screen trying to set up uh, the sound that it comes at you from the back, uh, from the front of the wall towards your ears. So your center channel, don't put it on the floor, don't put it too high. If your TV is uh, in your stand, you want to put it kind of under the TV, just basically where the sound bar would go, that's where your center channel would go. All right, if you have to uh, tilt it upwards because it's too low and you can't put it anywhere special, like on your TV, um, TV stand or whatever, uh, you can actually get some door stoppers. Believe it or not, there's little door stoppers on the, with the, you uh, made with rubber feet, and uh, they go under the door to stop it from opening and closing. You can just put that under your under your center channel and tilt it towards you. All right, well, uh, that's basically where your center channel goes. The left and right, don't put them too far apart because the kind of uh, field of sound. This has to be dispersed evenly. If you can pinpoint sound from a speaker, it's not really a good thing. So if you hear like a sound coming, like I know it's coming from there, you know, you don't want to kind of have to do that. Everything has to play very harmonically around you. So uh, left and right of your TV, 
all right? If you have some subwoofers, which I'm sure if you get a 5.1 surround, you're going to go buy yourself a subwoofer, like we had explained in the past episode. Subwoofer location, where would you put the subwoofer? Uh, the best place to put a subwoofer is nowhere, actually. There's no special position because every room is different. The best way of actually doing this is a crawl method. What is a crawl method? Basically, it's wherever uh, you uh, walk around or you take your, your subwoofer, you actually put the subwoofer in the major listening position and you crawl and you play some music, whatever, and you crawl around the room. And wherever the bass sounds the best, that's where your subwoofer has to go. I know it sounds really weird, like why would I put my subwoofer on the couch, you know, but that's exactly the opposite effect. It's like where you are, that's where your subwoofer has to go for you to be at its best sitting down in the MLP, in the major listening position. So if you have two people, or if you can't get your subwoofer to the middle of the room with wires hanging around, uh, just, I guess, run around the room, put your subwoofer at different positions in the back, on the side, facing the back wall, facing the side wall, because I said every room is different, so the sound bounces around, so wherever it sounds best, that's where the subwoofer goes. Uh, what else? Everything has to be in sync. Okay, everything has to be in sync in your room. You can't just, you know, I know as like I said, rooms are all different, but you just can't start putting speakers in wherever you want. You were sitting down, your MLP, your left and right speaker, if you have a 5.1, so it's three in the front and two on the sides, well, the sides have to be almost 90 degrees where you are. You can't just put them too much off. Well, if you have no choice, that's fine because uh, in the calibration, uh, we're going to talk to you more about that soon. But the calibration will direct the distances of your speakers toward you. So, But ideally, they would have to be at 90 degrees, maybe a bit behind, a bit in the front. It doesn't really matter. All right, so uh, the calibration. What is the calibration? Calibration is basically, uh, they come with all the AVRs. The new AVRs all have a little microphone uh, inside the packaging. This microphone, what it does is that you place it at the MLP, the major listening position, and it calibrates the whole system, like it measures distances, you know, the size of the speakers for you, so you don't have to do it all manually, all right? What it does, the distances of the speakers according to where the major listening position is, is it calculates the distance. So when sound is played, from the AVR, the movie or whatever, everything gets thrown at you at different delays, believe it or not. So let's say your speaker on your right side is about 13 feet away and the speaker on your uh, left side, right side, whatever, is further back. Well, the sound will even be, it will be delayed so it gets to you at the same exact time. If not, that's what I'm saying. Every speaker has to be uh, placed properly so the sound gets to you faster. There is that calibration that will adjust it for you. It's not an issue. Like I said, every room is different. So uh, that's that's basically what, what the, the calibration will do for you. Also, it sets the speakers at a certain size. All right? I'll get back to that in a second. Uh, so the delays very 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 important uh, the, and I'll tell you the placements of where uh, they are exactly then after that you can go back into your uh, into your settings and you can adjust all the stuff it also measures the volumes for the, uh, of the speakers because you don't want your uh, sides around to be way louder than the front of your uh, your sound stage because it, it kind of throws you off right like I said you don't want to have a precise uh, idea of where your speaker is like okay a sound is coming yeah you want to have it like a bullet fly by on your right side but you really don't want it to have 
uh, it being always too loud on one side. You know, some people have do have preferences. Me, my preferences are I do want to hear uh, more of an uh, ambient sound, so I want something to play louder like in the back. So I maybe raise the decibels, the the volume. Uh, more in the back and in my ceiling speakers like I wanted to have that whole feeling on top of me as well as uh, well you want to think about your room as a giant sphere right that's what this whole sound surround sound Dolby Atmos this new thing that uh, has been uh, recently uh, getting acknowledged is that you you have you're basically in a bubble and the sound has to be enveloped in this bubble to keep you in a movie. It's like they want to put you in the middle of the movie. Like if I'm in the action, I want to hear everything around me. Like my ears have to hear everything. So that's basically what you want to do as well. All right. So uh, speaker settings. Let's go into that. Crossovers. What are crossovers? Every speaker themselves have a crossover already inside them. Right. So that what a, what a crossover does is to, uh, to split frequencies. All right. So the lower frequencies are uh, basically, uh, let's say, from zero up towards, this is what a frequency is. It starts off at zero, can go up to 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, and 50,000. So from the lower frequencies will be obviously the zero to uh, 100,000, whatever. The higher frequencies will go up into the uh, the 50 to 20,000, you know, the higher the number, the higher the frequency. So those frequencies, the higher ones, come out of your tweeter, and the lower frequencies come out of the woofer on a speaker. So you want to have those uh, as they are already uh, crossed over in your speaker. But in the AVR, they do the same thing. But what does it do in the system itself is that it takes the sound from the speakers uh, and it sends the frequency, the higher end, the higher frequencies to your speakers and the low frequency, the LFE, the low frequency effect down to your subwoofer. So you can adjust that also in the system. All right. So uh, 80, 80 hertz right is about where the split starts to happen right the high uh, above 80 it'll go start playing into the speakers and anything under 80 will start going into the subwoofer so you want all the 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 bass and the stuff and the explosions to come out of your the booms basically to come out of your subwoofer if you have large towers you know on the uh, on the left and right of your uh, of your main sound stage if they're big speakers like those you know like uh, i'd say 6 to 8 inches 10 inches whatever you can set them to uh, to large this is another section small and large uh like large meaning that they play the full range they play bass they play mid range they play highs and all that stuff all right and uh so you can send some of those frequencies to those bigger speakers. But if you get the all-in-one all in one box set up and stuff like that, okay, mind you, if you guys get the whole Blu-ray amplifier uh, all-in-one kit, you can't really all do all this stuff. But if you do get separates like the AVR, like I was saying, and do get speakers, well, then you could adjust all these settings because in the all-in-one boxes, you really can't. It's whatever it is, it is. So you can't do much to it. It does it by itself. So like I was saying, your subwoofer. All right, in the back of the subwoofer, there is a LFE setting, right? There is a different, like it says 20, uh, 30, 40, 50, 60, uh, 80, 100, 120. There's a little knob in the back of the subwoofer. Most subwoofers, I'm saying. I'm not saying all of them. Like the older, older models won't have these settings, but the newer models all have these settings. And you can either do it yourself, like you want it to be crossed over at 80, while in the back of your subwoofer, it's going to play only uh, frequencies that are 80 and below. On your amplifier, on your AVR itself, there is some, a setting that you can send just only 
80, uh, 80 and under, like I was talking to you about, the uh, 80 dB, 80 hertz is the, the kind of crossover. So on your subwoofer setting, just crank it all the way to LFE. There is an option for that, and it's gonna make it's gonna make the AVR do all the crossovering for you, not doing it yourself. All right, large, why large, why small? You know, and the settings like on the on the AVR itself, there is a setup menu that all uh, all like Sony's have, Marantz, uh, Denon's, uh, Yamaha, Pioneers. They all have uh, basic basically the same settings that you can go into and configure yourself. Uh, why set them to uh, large and why set them to small? Like I said, if you have big standing floor standing speakers, the towers, I would set them to large, but still crossed over maybe at like a 60s. So if you want a more bass and more kick from them in the front for the explosions or whatever, or even if you listen to music and you want like the hip hop and the techno stuff and you want some more you know, thumb to them, yeah, set them to large. Why set them to small as a myself pref uh, preferably is because when you have uh, uh, large speakers and you throw a full range sound at them, like and set them to large, is that the the amplifiers have to over do some overtime. They have to work harder, so therefore making it hot, you know. So you don't want to kind of overwork your amplifiers for those speakers. So if you crank them louder, you have more chance of distorting speakers if they're set to large and throwing a lot of frequencies at them. So set them to small, cross them over at maybe I don't know 80 hertz is a, is a good like basic um, start point. If for all the small speakers, I would suggest going maybe uh, like your side surrounds, your back speakers. If you have like a seven, you have two more in the back or you have speakers in the ceiling, which are basically car speakers, you know, you kind of want to cross them over at 120. So everything at 120 under or 100 or whatever, 90, whatever you set it at, under that will all go to the subwoofer. The subwoofer is going to be playing the bass. This is why I was saying in the previous episode to like get maybe two subwoofers is like optimal because you want like you don't want to overwork that one subwoofer and cause it to be too boomy or muddy. So yeah, set all the small speakers. Set basically every like if your center channel is uh, big and bulky and you want to have some more of that you know kick too as well, but that's what does most of the work is a center channel. So if you set it at small, it's gonna be way. Uh, way better for the speaker itself. You don't want to damage the speaker, and you want like the voices not to sound very, you know, like deep and voicey, and you all know, hears like a, a reverb and stuff like that. Well, you don't want to kind of have that. All right. So the LFE, set it always at uh, keep it at a hundred uh, at a, whatever the amplifier does. The AVR sets all the the settings for you. Make it do all the control of the bass. All right. So it's a low filter frequency effect. So all the low frequency uh, effects will always come. At you from the subwoofer. My experience, like I said, it's set at 100. It's set at LFE on my subwoofers, you know. And it don't crank your subwoofers in the end ever. Don't ever do that. Why? Because you just no, for no reason. Like when you're calibrating the whole system, it does it for you. It, it even sets it for you. It says okay, keep it at 75 dBs, the volume knob. So when the microphone hears the subwoofer like like rumbling it's going to tell you to stop. If it goes into the reds, it's like, okay, it's not good enough. And then after it's calibrated at that, then after that, you can make yourself like a little adjustment. Like I want a bit more bass. So you go into the back of your uh, subwoofer and just raise the sound a bit. And that's going to like, you know, just give you a bit more bass, but without cranking it in the end. Like my subwoofers are set at maybe not even a quarter. And if I'm really watching an explosive movie or something, I'll maybe go crank it almost at half. Halfway on the, on the the amplifier on the subwoofer itself, like I'll just put it up a bit. Cause don't forget, your bass gets louder when your volume on your AVR gets louder. So there's no reason for it for you to always listen, be listening to like a, a TV show or something and have just a bunch of rumbling for no reason because it, this is, just doesn't fit. 
you know, and the louder you get, you're overworking your amp, and the more you push your subwoofers, the more they're going to, like, be very, very muddy. All right, so, next. Uh, you do all your calibration. You all, uh, you, uh, you're thinking that, okay, shit, I moved the speaker. I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I, I think it was not properly set up. I like it better like this or whatever. Or, you know, your kid walked by it and threw it on the floor. And it's like, okay, I have to move it over a bit. Always go back and recalibrate the speakers. You have to redo it again. Why do you have to redo it again? Well, hey, I know it could be a long process. Like on special amplifiers like Denon's, it takes me about, I have a Denon, right? It takes me about 20 to 25 minutes because it doesn't just do one setting, like a one uh, MLP. It gives you like eight. So you have to put them in eight, the microphone in eight different locations for it to calibrate properly. There's other systems like the Sony where you just put it like exactly in your MLP and it just does it for like, you know, 30 seconds and it's done. Well, hey, that's different for everybody. So... You move a speaker, well, hey, you have to recalibrate everything all over again because now that speaker has a different distance from what it was before. If it's in the same position, maybe a millimeter or an inch off, it's not a big deal, but I would redo it anyways just to get exactly. And even if you don't move a speaker or whatever, even your first initial calibration, do it once, twice, even do it three times, you know, just to get everything uh, as close as possible to whatever the uh, specifications of the uh, AVR tells you to do. All right, so you did that, you moved your speaker, you recalibrated, you sit down, you throw in a movie, and everything sounds bad. Well, it doesn't sound bad, it sounds good, but it could be better. Why? The room acoustics. Room acoustics is a big issue in many rooms, many, many rooms, in your houses, in your basements, and whatever. Why is this a big, a big issue? Is because every different room has a different surface. You know, if you walk into a movie theater, I, I just keep on saying movie theaters because movie theaters are so well uh, isolated and I mean, you've all enjoyed a movie in a theater. And so you like, kind of want to replicate whatever in a movie is because they're made for this, right? They're made for movies. They're made for sound. They're made for everything uh, to enjoy the most uh, the experience of you being in a movie theater. So like I said, every room is different. There's different surfaces in every room. How do I know that your room is not... Uh, acoustically treated or whatever just walk into your room or any room in the house start screaming like scream clap as loud as you can and if you hear an echo a reverb that's not a good sign and that's why some sounds in movies or in tv shows sound bad i had this i had the biggest issue with this at home i had like i bought speakers i went crazy i like i wanted not to get the best of the best but i thought for what i have is actually really good and I bought, like, my center channel is worth a $1,000. And that's not a cheap center channel. Like, why is my center channel so expensive? Like I mentioned in the previous episode, that in episodes, whatever, that your center channel is the biggest uh, is the biggest part of your system, right? Because all the vocals, all the sounds, everything comes from the front of your wall. And that's, like, the voices is what counts. Every movie has voices. Unless you're watching A Quiet Place, great movie, by the way, where there's not much talking, but everything... It comes out of that center channel. So I went big and I spent a lot of money on that center channel. And then after I calibrated everything like I, I, and stuff and I sat down and I finally had like, you know, the a good experience. I started watching movies and TV and I was like very often turning my head, listening. Like, what is this? Why come it sounds like shit? You know, I don't think this, this center channel should be sounding like garbage. Why did it sound like garbage? Only that I find out after, read up on it and stuff, room acoustics, room acoustics. 
All right, so you you scream, you clapped, you did all this stuff, and then you hear reverb, echoes. You hear like these little sonic little effects. I know it sounds like what is a sonic effect? I don't know, like a reverb, like an echo. Like, you know, you scream in the mountains and you hear like an echo. It's not that bad, but you hear like a little vibration of some sort of sound, which is really, 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 really annoying. But if you don't pay attention to it, like if you're in a quiet place, do it at home. Just go downstairs or go in a room and scream and clap really loud. If you hear a clapping sound, like uh, echo after you, not echo, I don't know how to say it, like a resonance. That's it. That's the word I'm looking for, resonance. If you hear a resonance, your room has an acoustic problem. Or your bass as well. If you hear your bass sounds muddy or boomy from your subwoofer or anything, it has, uh, there is an issue, all right? Like now, you, you hear me talking, I'm doing this podcast from my basement, which is acoustically treated, all right? So, like, you don't hear my voice echoes too much. Like, it's not at its maximum right now, because you just can't do it, but it helps a lot. All right, so how to fix these problems? What could be an ideal solution for you to uh, stop all this stuff? Furniture, carpets, painting, pillows. Yes, pillows. You know, you throw on the couches, the pillows, you have your, your covers, the, you know, the little big uh, blankets you want to throw on yourself when you're watching TV and stuff like that. The more you have of that, the more absorbing the materials are there for absorbing sound. Or another option, do, which I went towards, I lean towards, is acoustic paneling. What is an acoustic panel? I know it sounds weird, but an acoustic panel is basically, uh, it looks like a painting, like a giant canvas, all right, with a, like a nylon material covered over it, and behind that is like an insulation. I'm not seeing the insulation of a house, but an insulation uh, that sound absorbing. They have like these special absorbing material, but if you, you know, you can make them these things yourself. They're not expensive. You know, there's a bunch of YouTube tutorials out there for DIYs, do-it-yourselves. You can do each panel for not even $10. You get like some wood, you make a little framing around it, you throw the insulation, and you wrap it. And then you hang it on your wall. They don't look ugly at all, at all. You can choose whatever color you want. You can go to like a, one of those places where they have like a bunch of materials, and you can just you know, get a, a sheet of, uh, I don't know, 10 by 10 or 20 by 20 feet. And just, you know, start, just wrap the wood, wrap, put the insulation inside, wrap it. You can do maybe 10 sheets for like, you know, 20 bucks, if at that. It's not that expensive, I'm telling you. Where to place these panels? All right, pl- where would you place them? It's very similar to the subwoofer method I was talking to you about before. It's basically another crawl method, but not on your knees. You don't have to crawl around the room with it. Like your speakers are placed on your sidewalls, all right? And uh, your side surrounds, or basically halfway, wherever you're, you're seated, uh, your front surrounds. It's the reflection point of where the sound would come out of the speaker and bounce off a wall. That's your ideal place to put it. What you can do is have uh, one of your friends, uh, actually you sit down in a major listening position, and have one of your friends grab a mirror and have them go along the side wall. All right? So you see your speakers in the front and your left and right are facing forward. All right, and now the person, uh, your buddy, friend, whatever, would come on the sidewall with a mirror and just drag it across the, uh, the, the sidewall. And the second that you see the reflection from your major listening position into the mirror of the speaker, when you see the speaker in the mirror, that's where your first panel would go. All right, I know it's a, it's like all this is basic. I'm not trying to get into detail exactly where they have to be and stuff like that. But as soon as you see the reflection in the mirror of your speaker, your front speaker or whatever, or your right side, left side, that's where it would go. All right, so that's you make an X if you want to put a panel up there and you continue going. All right, 
if you're looking at your side surround, well, your side surround is kind of facing you. So you want to put it maybe uh, behind that speaker there towards, let's say, the back of your couch or whatever. Also, the speakers in the front of your uh, in the front of your room, your front soundstage, are bouncing off the back walls. So you want to kind of have the sound being absorbed in the back. And that's what these panels do. They absorb a certain frequency. Let's say a high-pitched frequency is uh, coming at you at 100%. All right, let's say so the, you, the panel will kind of filter out that high frequency and stop it from bouncing off a wall. All right, and hitting another surface that's what the sound does, it bounces off one wall, the other wall, up the, your ceiling. If you have uh, hardwood floors, it bounces off the floors. That's why the bass would get reflected off the, the floors, making it very uh, sound boomy or very muddy because it's just bouncing all over the place. And sound does the same thing. So, the issue that I had was exactly that the sound was being echoed throughout the room. So I couldn't really hear what the speaker was actually uh, the portraying, was actually playing. It, uh, it was just like from the, the, the speaker, it hit me, hit the wall behind me, hit the ceiling and stuff like that. And that's why I had a trouble listening to it because I was hearing more of an echo than I was actually the pure sound coming out of the speaker. So as soon as I did that, believe it or not, everything, everything, everything sounded way clearer. And that's a lot of issues with a lot of people and a lot of clients that I've had or spoken to or people that I've spoken to that everything sounded like garbage, even if they had a high-end sound system. So I trusted the acoustic paneling. I read up a lot about it. I did a lot of research, 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 and I dove into it. And wow, 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 wow. I couldn't even uh, begin to tell you that if I would have done this from the first time, it would have been it would have been a lot easier instead of breaking my head going through a bunch of settings why is this what's the best setting of that this and i'm just giving you guys the basics here but that is one of the first fundamental uh bases that you have to cover before you start going into i need a better speaker it's not my center channel it's got to be my speakers that sound like shit you know and stuff like that well maybe not just maybe not all right also, another thing, there's a lot of rattling and stuff like that. I know you have, if you have, if you're in a living room and stuff like that, it's different because you may have like a, a picture frames of your families on the wall, or you have uh, blinds and uh, toys and stuff like that from your kids or whatever. It's not stuff you can really, I say, cut out. You know, you can't really fix those things. But what you could do, maybe to ideally like stop all the rattling and stuff, is Play a song, play some music, play some YouTube, uh, get some like deep bass, play some hip hop. There are some tracks on YouTube that you can find that have uh, a lot of uh, a lot of bass to them, whatever, and just even frequency like sweeps and stuff like that. You know, like you want a low bass frequency sweep or something. Just play that and just go around your room and listen. Listen what rattles. Does stuff rattle? Does does do my doors rattle? You know, does a picture frame? Why why is it making so much noise? What you can do is put some maybe felt pads behind them. Or you can maybe screw in something tighter if it has to be, you know, screwed in because it's, you know, it's just falling around or whatever the case may be. But like I said, not every room is the same. Not every uh, major listening position will be set at a certain thing. Uh, ideally, your couches, you know, would have to be, think about a movie theater. They're all like, you know, left and right, but they're all seated in front of the screen itself. They're not like an L shape. But like I said, every room is different. People don't have the couches for it. Uh, they can't build risers, you know, like I built a riser to have both my, before I had them on an L shape, like every every house basically has one couch on one side and like an L uh, format, but I found uh, myself uh, listening to movies with friends sometimes and they weren't exactly having the best time 
watching a movie from the side of the TV, you know, because it's kind of hard to get that viewing angle always straight. And then I would sit down on the side of the couch because I felt bad for them sitting down, you know, not enjoying the movie as much as I would. And if I want somebody to enjoy the movie, you know, more of your friends at your house, then they, they, they would sit on the side. Anyway, so I built a riser to have one couch raised up above the other one in front. So I put one in front of each other and just about, you know, 10 inches off the floor of the second couch to have like a movie uh, theater setup. And it kind of helped. You know, that as well uh, with, you know, enjoying a movie and stuff like that. I don't know why I brought this up, but hey, I just had to mention it because, uh, like I said, not everybody's seating area is different. So sound does travel a lot more to one side. So if you're watching a movie on one side of your room on the L-shaped couch, it doesn't sound as good as the middle. But hey, you're watching TV at home 90% of the time and your friends are only coming over on another, you know, on an off day or weekend or whatever. And who even watches movies with friends unless you have a dedicated home theater? All right, so... Uh, setups, we explained everything about the setup, how to do it, uh, where to put your speakers, like I said, side walls close to you, about three feet off the floor, towards the couches, like a 90 degrees with your ear would be the ideal thing, uh, your left and right not too far apart, try to keep them, everything in sync, like together, uh, your subwoofers, get down on your knees, uh, put your subwoofer on the, the couch, if you could, if not, or just walk around the room wherever it sounds the best. That's exactly where, uh, like, place at different locations on the floor, wherever it sounds the best. Keep your volume at about a quarter, then raise it accordingly. Do your calibration, all right? Calibration is a big, big, big thing. We spoke about the frequencies, the crossovers, what they do in a speaker. How does it go from the uh, the woofer to the tweeter, how it crosses over, what sends what signal where. Uh, in the AVR, it does the same thing, but it sends all your speakers, uh, high frequencies to the speakers and all the low frequencies to the uh, subwoofers. That's the ideal thing you want to do. Crossover point, keep it at 80 hertz. Try to keep it at 80 hertz. I'm saying if you have bigger speakers on your left and right, you want to uh, put them at, set them as large or small. You know, depends on how you think you would want sound to to be more uh, bassy, put them at large, keep them at 80. Don't forget, the bass will be still sent to the subwoofer. It is that the speaker will play also uh, bass, the LFE, low frequency effects from the speakers themselves, not like your side surrounds, where set at small and crossed to right 100, well, they won't be playing as any bass. They will have some of it, but just not a lot of it. So uh, there's that. Also, we covered that your, uh, what else did we cover? Why am I just forgetting all this stuff? I don't know why. Uh, we spoke about, uh, yes, the room acoustics. Also, but before I say that again, so if you change a speaker, move a speaker, whatever you have to do, if kids are throwing stuff on the floor. Also, if you can't screw speakers on your walls, there are, there are speaker stands. You can buy speaker stands that are about three feet off the floor. You can just put them on that, all right? Wiring, like we had mentioned in the previous episodes, that they can't always have them, you know, pass under the rug or pass them in the baseboards if you can. I know it's not the side ones that really matter because it's mostly covered by stuff. It's more the back ones. So if you have to, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you guys get like uh, internet installation companies that come to your house or telephone companies, they always like kind of staple it to the top of the baseboards. So you can think about that to do with the sound as well. Uh, the, the speaker wire, sorry, and do that as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, recalibrate everything. Once you move a speaker, once you change a speaker, 
not always going to sound the same. Go back into your calibration, check all the volumes. If you want your sides to play louder, you want your left and your center channel to play louder, I prefer the center channel to be a bit louder than usual, uh, than what it calibrated itself, because I like to hear the sound, and I think I have a pretty good center channel, so I want uh, a bit more sound to play out of it, like the voices and stuff like that. Uh, my back speakers too, not a lot of them, not a lot of sound goes to them. I have a 7.2.4, right? So I have uh, the two back ones behind me, and I want those to be more involved in a scene or something, so I just put those a bit higher. And my ceiling speakers. My ceiling speakers are connected for the Atmos effect, right? You know, the atmosphere, the little sphere I was talking to you about, that you always want to be enveloped in this cube, like, to be more immersive. So I want my ceiling speakers to, like, play more. I want to hear that plane coming in, and I want it to hear it hard, as if I was there on the runway or something. That uh, room acoustics. We went through the... What is a what is a acoustic panel? How to stop sounds from bouncing all over your room? The the clapping, the screaming. Do you hear the the reverb? Do you hear that little sonic uh, effect or something that happens? That uh, echoing. How to cut it out? We can put the pillows. We can put blankets. Uh, more furniture in the room. Uh, carpets for your base. Uh, the carpet. I know it's carpet. Then the fluffy carpets there. Um, always, re always have like a reference to a movie theater. So you're walking down and you you're talking in the alleyway of a movie theater, and you all of a sudden you get into the the into the theater room itself, and you just hear like a quiet, just noise, like nothing. You hear nothing. It's like you're sitting in a, in a room with no sound. So when you're talking to your friend, you hear him really clear. Well, think about that and try to uh, mimic that into your into your basement or into your room or wherever your sound system is. I know it sounds weird, but just think about it. The last time you went to a movie theater. You sat down and you started talking to your friend and you can actually hear them so clearly, so clearly. And what is that? Those are, that's all the paneling they have. They're, they're covered. The walls are completely covered. The ceilings are completely covered. The floor is full of carpet, right? If you think about it, that's exactly, exactly what you kind of want to replicate in your room. And that's what makes everything sound clear and sound better. Uh, the mirror method, where to put the paneling. Uh, you take the mirror, slide it around the side walls. Right, exactly wherever you see uh, the speaker in the the reflection of the mirror, that's where you will put a panel. You can don't have to put a panel. Like I said, you can make all these stuff, all these things yourself for like not even ten dollars each. But if you can't, throw a painting there. You know the painting? They have a canvas that'll cut sound. Trust me, to cut sound, there is a material. The canvas is made of a material that absorbs sound. Even if there's nothing behind it, or even if you do have paintings, I know it sounds weird, but you can go buy some insulation for nothing and just throw it in the back there. And you'll see that that's going to help a lot, believe it or not. Uh, so uh, the wall, see the mirror, refle the reflection of the speaker in the mirror, bang. Front wall, back wall, try to cover as much wall as possible. And if you can't, try to cut things that will rattle and, and uh, like door, like I said, uh, you can put some felt pads under some certain uh, things, screw in something that's loose. Uh, that'll help you enjoy the movie much more instead of always focusing on something that rattles. I have an issue here at home where the bass is so loud sometimes that in between my ceilings from my uh, basement to my main floor, there's like trussing inside and that's what rattles. And I, it, it, for the can, for love of me, I can't go fix that because I start cutting holes in my ceiling just to get some insulation up there. So I'm thinking about putting some panels uh, stuck on my ceiling just to absorb kind of the bass punch of that so it won't filter out into the ceiling itself. But like I said, you know, sometimes we just can't do stuff, so uh, we have to live with it. I don't want to, I know it's like I said, it bothers me a lot when I'm watching a movie and I hear like a little vibration of metal or something and it's not, I know it's not part of the movie. It kind of like bothers me a lot, but hey, not every room is different. 
uh, every room is different, I'm sorry, not every room is the same. So uh, we can all do it the best we have, alright? And don't forget to recalibrate everything you have in your room because it's very, 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 very uh, important, alright? We need the distances, we need sound to travel at you at a certain uh, time, right? So you get everything uh, to you at the same uh, at the same time. Well, again, yes, I know. Uh, the sound is coming at you from all around, alright? So you want it to hit you at the same time, always. If your speaker has changed location, if a panel is inserted, don't forget like the the AVR will recognize the sound being bounced off, and it will play a different. It will it will put the speaker at a different volume, all right? Because it, it's noticing it that it's louder now than it was before. Where before the reverb would kind of enhance the sound, so it will kind of cut the sound from that speaker or the volume of that speaker because it knows it's it's like too close to the microphone itself. So it's a big thing. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and don't forget. Email me if you have any questions at htvav.solutions at gmail.com. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.